Hey kids, you like violence? It's time for that drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy. That drummer guy? That drummer guy. Two hours of the best in heavy music today. He's like, I have a radio show. Go listen. I'm like, okay. This guy loves and breathes heavy metal. The list of names he interviews is insane, and each one seems to be better than the last. He makes me call him that drummer guy in the bedroom, too. Right here, right now. Right here with that drummer guy. It's metal, metal, metal. Up your ass. That's one more thing to regret later. Cheers. Hey, everybody. This is that drummer guy. I'm here to present you two hours of the best in heavy music today. This week, I have brand new music and brand new interviews from the likes of Bombs of Hades, Croesus, Vader, and Villagers of Ionia City. And along with them, I got some brand new 2020 music that you may not have heard yet. And with that said, we're kicking things off with a brand new single from Paradise Lost. Off the upcoming 2020 album Obsidian, this is Paradise Lost with the song Ghosts.
welcome back to the show. You just got done hearing some brand new trivia on what the ones we leave behind. Off the 2020 album, What the Dead Man Say, which just came out this past Friday. And starting off the show this week was Paradise Lost with Ghosts. Off the upcoming 2020 album, Obsidian. Coming up now is the first interview of the show, and it's my interview with the band Vader. To talk about the brand new album, Solitude and Madness, which is coming out this Friday through Nuclear Blast. In this interview, I talked to drummer James Stewart about everything that's going on in the world of Vader, everything to look forward to coming up, when Vader is actually able to start touring again, drum setups, and so much more. And following my interview with James of Vader, you'll be hearing this song, Into Oblivion, off the 2020 album, Solitude in Madness. Oh, uh, that's quite alright. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. That's alright, man. No problem. Uh, well, awesome. Well, it's great to be able to talk to you about uh, the brand new album from Vader, Solitude and Madness, coming out the 1st of May through Nuke of the Blast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've uh, had the album for about a week now, and I've really been enjoying this thing. I, I really love how everything comes together like this. I mean, it feels like under a half hour of some of the best Vader material that you guys have done to date. Cool, man. Thank you very much. Oh, not a problem. So, with all of that in mind, I mean, how did the songwriting process begin for this new album? Uh, it's basically always done the same way. Uh, you know, we have rough structures, and then um, we go and get the drums done based on those structures, and then Pete kind of fleshes out the songs from there, you know? And when you finally get the songs, I mean, how do you approach it when you come to the drums? Um, well, Pete's kind of relying on the drums to do a lot of the, to kind of give a lot of the inspiration. So we start with the structures and then I have a lot of, you know, freedom with the fills and, and maybe some of the, the hit sections. So kind of, um, I'm doing a lot of building it up in the studio, you know, we're kind of figuring things out. Pete's there and we're kind of working through options on what, what might work. And so there's a lot of experimentation and, and a large, large part, part of the writing's done in the studio, actually. Oh, that's that's really cool to hear that, and it's great to be able to see that that inspiration is able to hit you when you're in the, in the studio, when you're able to come up with these great fills after you get the whole kit set up. Well, yeah, you know, we have um, we had a lot of input this time as well from from Scott Atkins, the producer on this record, and he was very kind of encouraging and getting getting us to think uh, think a bit differently. So that was also also helpful. Y- yeah. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, I mean, uh, what was your recording setup? Uh, this time around you mean drum wise yes uh, drum wise is um it's the same as the last couple records really now um so it's uh two kicks eight ten twelve fourteen and a sixteen they're set up in this kind of kind of odd way that works for me um it's kind of hard to explain but basically i got two times ten and the twelve are in front of me kind of standard 14 is on my left 16 is on my right and then on the very far right is the eight um so it's kind of an odd drum setup. As for symbols, it was kind of um, well, it's, it's all my minor symbols, always always minor. A load of the Byzantine series, and um, uh, it's two crashes in front, sixteen, eighteen. Uh, top mounted splashes, two eights on each one. Um, stack in the middle, twelve inch stack, and uh, 20, 20 inch China Byzantine, eighteen inch China Byzantine. Uh, one ride, two sets of hats, and uh, trash crash, twenty inch trash crash on my my far right, and that's that's it. Oh, that that sounds incredible. I mean, and I I love how you're able to not always stick with like a, the the normal formula of how a drum setup is supposed to be, and you play it the way that you want to, and you just make it sound incredible. Well, it's um. 
you know, it's an easy thing for, you can always just move some drums around and see what works or what doesn't, you know, it helps keep that, keeps things creative and uh, it means that if you want to play something normal, going, you know, from 8 to 16, you really have to, to work out the, the route and you have to practice that and figure out how you're going to get to each drum in time. So it's uh, so it's a good creative thing to do every now and then to switch yourself up. Oh, very much so. I mean, uh, it can be uh, one particular drum, it can be some cymbals, uh, you know, just like being able to um, mess around with the kit and being able to find what works for you and still being able to be uh, creatively challenged and being able to come up with new ideas like that. I mean, that's always great for inspiration. It's great to see that that's still working for you. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, well, it's it's just something that uh, I recommend every drummer to do from time to time. Um, and if you don't like it, you can always change back. You know, there's no no issue. So it, um, it's a nice nice challenge and a nice nice way to get yourself out of creative ruts. If you change the setup a little bit and then you just try and play the same things you normally would, you have to think in a different way. So, oh, that's very true. So, uh, when, when it comes to all that, and, you know, the with the album coming out in less than a month now, I mean, how are you feeling about the record? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm very happy with it. I'm happy with the artwork. I'm happy that we were able to use Scott Atkins, because um, I've been working with him for around 10 years on other projects. Uh, you know, it feels like a kind of a breath of fresh air came into the band when we started working with Scott so uh, the mood has been mood's been positive looking forward to getting this out on the road yeah I'm definitely looking forward to that too and you know uh, obviously with all the circumstances that's going on in the world right now it's uh, unfortunate to see what's going on but once everything does get better and everything is able to get back to normal it's going to be incredible to hear these songs live uh, yeah, yeah, we have to be kind of cautious about planning new dates for the moment, but it's, it's going to happen eventually. So that's kind of what we're just we're just waiting to go now. Oh, totally. And uh, again, thinking about the album, you know, it's uh, as uh, great as it is audibly. I also love it visually as well, too. I really enjoy the album artwork this time around. I mean, I just I love the use of colors and how that all came together. So uh, what how did it come about using this as the album cover? Uh, well, we were approached by Wes, uh, Ben's Carter, uh, around about a year ago or more, more than a year ago, because he um, he kind of just contacted us and said that he wanted to work with us again, because he did the Deep Fundus record a long time ago. And so we said, yeah, cool. And we, we used him for the EP as a, as a test. He did a killer job with the Live Messenger artwork, and so it was only natural to let him do the album as well. And again, he's, he's done a killer job. As far as I know, he gets quite a lot of free reign very minimal input from the band he just does his thing and and we we go with it from there you know because he's been he's been known to the band since 95 96 something like that so uh he doesn't need a lot of uh, we don't need to do any kind of micromanagement. We just let him get on with it. Oh, that totally makes sense. And yeah, I love his approach so much and his particular style. And it's great to be able to see that, uh, you know, obviously with the the last EP, which uh, was incredible artwork as well, too. And I just love the the progression of what he's able to do here and just, uh, cons- just seeing how the final result came out. I mean, it just feels like a Vader album cover. Yeah, yeah, it totally does. Yeah, it's got enough of the old school type of vibe. Uh, um, it just it fits it fits the music really well and it's the aesthetic and I can't wait to see how it looks on the on the backdrop. Oh, absolutely! I can I can just imagine that now and just seeing that in the live setting. You know, it, yeah. I mean, that's totally gonna fit the tone for this album cycle once everything gets rolling. Uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah totally, yeah. Uh, so, uh, actually, yesterday was uh, the release uh, for the music video for Into Oblivion. What was it like making that video? Uh, it was a pain in the ass. Um, 
it was it was a good experience, of course, working with uh, Group Chinasha, Group Thirteen. Very very professional guys. They really know their shit. So that was that was great. I was. Uh, it was just in. Uh, it was very early January and in a very cold, uh, disused tram station. And everybody was. Everybody just had flu. Everybody was sick as fuck. So it was really cold and a really miserable day. But the uh, uh, the video. You know the video. I'm really happy with the video. It was. It was a shame to be working with such killer killer guys and to have you know to for everybody to be feeling so shitty. Um, so it was it was a struggle, but in the end, it's been totally worth it. Oh, I'm I'm glad to see that too. And yeah, I really love the final product and how it came together. And you know, it, it, as unfortunate as it was seeing uh, the illness hitting the whole band, I mean, I'm glad that you were still able to power through and make uh, the music video because you know I think it kind of adds a little bit to the video as well with everything that we went through. That's all we just had to do it. Yeah. Uh, so uh, with that in mind, I mean, obviously with a. Uh, uh, so how did it come to be that uh, Into Oblivion was actually going to be the uh, video for this? Well, we were discussing um, pros and cons of, of a few different tracks, um, but I, we kind of we settled on Into Into Oblivion because it kind of hits the it hits all the key points of the album. You know, it's a great way of summing up the record. Um, you know, as a sound bite, it's also it's, um, it's got a great chorus. So. That uh, makes life much easier, you know. It's it's got a very memorable chorus. It's got a lot of uh, got a lot of hooks. It's got it's got plenty of blasting, plenty of double kick. Uh, um, yeah, you know, it just it just made sense. We yeah. had a few other few other ideas, but um, I'm happy we we settled on on this one, you know, because it's uh, already it's it's uh, it's the video is doing really well. Already, you know, people are really digging it. People like the song. People like the production, so it's uh, it's worked out well. Oh, totally. Yeah, and I th- I thought it was a great choice for a single as well, and I'm glad to see that it it did get the video and getting that proper promotion behind it. And just like you said, it's it it's a great song to be able to uh, show off where the band is right now, and I'm glad to see that positive reception because it's all very well warranted as well too. Because it's a great song, great riffs, uh, amazing production, and yeah, I just again I love where you guys are at right now in 2020 when uh, it comes to this album, and I'm glad to see that reception is reflecting on it. Oh well, yeah, you know it's it's always it's always hard to it's always hard to know uh, how the fans are gonna gonna take a new song because there's always if you if you you know make it similar to the stuff that's too similar to the stuff that's gone before people complain and if you make it too different people complain so uh, so it's always kind of a gamble releasing a new track but people are digging it so that's that's uh, killer. Oh, totally, and hopefully they feel the same way about the whole album, just like I do as well, because, again, from start to finish, I mean, this just feels like absolutely solid work uh, from you guys, and exactly what I think a Vader album should be in 2020. Well, we'll have to, we'll just wait and see, you know, um, after doing so many records with with Vader now, it's it's hard to kind of predict, um what the reaction's going to be so uh so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep my mouth shut on that and we'll just we'll just see what happens when it's released next month <laughs> oh totally and yeah 
So, you know, again, with, with that in mind, I mean, with uh, being in the band as long as you have right now, I mean, how are you feeling right now about uh, where the band is at in 2020? Um, well, you know, and musically, we're in very good shape. You know, we've been together now for around uh, nine years, you know, this, this whole lineup. So it's, it's a long time. I'm willing to bet it's longer than almost any other extreme metal band at this point. Um, you know, you know uh, I can't really think except for... Except for maybe Mastodon and really one or two others, I can't think of any band that hasn't had a lineup change in the last nine years. So, so not just Invaders history, history now, but objectively, that's that's a fucking long time. And when Vader plays so much, you know, that means we've got something like a thousand shows together. And uh, there's just no, you can't fake that kind of um, shared experience. You know, there's no substitute for it, really. Um, so, uh, that, you know, that, that shows the band in, in really good shape, you know, everything is, everything is tight, automatic now, and, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a great, great thing, makes, makes things really, uh, really straightforward when it comes to playing live, because, you know, there's, there's that trust there, everybody knows that the show is going to be fine, no one's, no one's stressing out before the show, no one's worried, so it's, it's cool, we can just have fun. Oh yeah, and that's so important. I mean, especially with the longevity that you've <clears throat> had. I mean, uh, being able to uh, even be able to put up with each other for this long, let alone being able to have that musical chemistry, being able to go on tour together, playing all these shows, uh, continuing the right music in the studio, everything like that. I mean, the the fact that you're all getting along the, and uh, you're able to enjoy being in the band and have this lineup, and you know, uh, being able to continue on into the future as well too. You know. It's just it's it's great to see everything that's come along with that, and you know again here in 2020, seeing uh, the the final results of the latest album and with Solitude and Madness, I again I really enjoy where you guys are at right now, and I'm glad to see that. Uh, uh yeah, you know it's 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 just it's uh it's been you know the it's it's just reflecting back in in the shows and everything, you know it's it's uh it's it's it's, it's good. You know, I can't really, don't really know what to say say about it at this point. You know, we just we just done this so long that it's uh, it's all really easy and straightforward these days. Uh, well, again, I it's great to hear that and uh, see where the band is at right now and uh, with uh, the upcoming release of the new Vader album. I mean, uh, again, I just I love where the band is at right now and I appreciate you again uh, taking the time to be able to do this, being able to talk to me about everything that's going on with the band, you know, how everything is coming together, uh, what to look forward to in the future when uh, everything starts to settle down and live shows start to come back and Again, you know, un until that happens again, there's an amazing new album with Solitude and Madness coming out the 1st of May through Nuclear Blast. I love it. Hopefully others enjoy it as well. And again, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it. Yeah, no problem, dude. Uh, not a problem. Uh, before we're done, is there anything else you'd like to mention that I hadn't brought up yet? Uh, no, I think you've been pretty thorough. I think we covered everything. To do with the to do with the record and with future plans for now.
Welcome back to the show, you just got done hearing Vader with Into Oblivion off the 2020 album Solitude and Madness, which is coming out this Friday through Nick of the Blast. And before that, with my first interview of the show, was my interview with James Stewart of Vader. Coming up now, we're going to be going from the insane Polish death-ridden thrash metal band Vader to some nice progressive tech death with the band Krosis to talk about their brand new album, A Memoir of Free Will, which is available now on Unique Leader Records. In this interview, I taught the drummer Daniel CC to talk about everything you need to know about this band, this new album, his drum setups, and so, so much more. And following my interview with Daniel of Croesus, you'll be hearing the song Battles Are One Within. I'm off the 2020 album, A Memoir of Free Will. Hello? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? Not bad. How about you? I'm doing good. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Yeah, of course. My pleasure. Oh, awesome. Well, uh, you know, and with that as well, uh, thank you for reaching out to me to do an interview. I mean, uh, really enjoying your band and stuff like that. I mean, it's awesome to be able to uh, talk to you and be able to help promote this new album. Oh, I appreciate it, man. That means a lot. Oh, of course. And with that, I mean, uh, the fact that the the brand new album, um, Memoir of Free Will, is almost two months out old now uh through unique leader records i mean what how does it feel to have this album out for almost two months now um it's definitely gone by really quick um the response has been more than we could have ever asked for it's definitely an honor and a huge pleasure um to have been able to work with unique leader and um that's really all i can say i mean it's you know been absolutely surreal and you know i'm really proud to have had the opportunity to work with the guys that i do and um, you know, I think it's opened up a bunch of new doors for us, um, definitely helping to expand just our overall base and range and reach. And, um, you know, we'll kind of see, kind of see where it goes. Uh, I think right now it's almost at 200,000 streams on Spotify. So definitely not, definitely not mad about those numbers. Um, so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and it was just a, it was a blast to record. It was a blast to record. Um, and it's so much fun to play. We really think that this is kind of where we're starting to kind of come into our own and, and, uh, mature kind of as the next level musicians from soul and body which was the previous album and we'll kind of just kind of see where it goes from here you know what i mean this is definitely the next step up though for sure yeah and i definitely love the progression that you guys have uh done as a band i mean uh it, it really feels like you guys really stepped up your game with this album oh thank you that was definitely our goal especially with the addition of mac we kind of went from doing a more deathcore progressive metalcore kind of thing um to really trying to experiment with tech death our influences uh, have definitely changed since all bottom as well kind of towards the more beyond creation art spire um you know tile style stuff like that kind of going more tech um you know definitely and still loving the progressive side of things as well trying to kind of have a different sound than um hopefully anybody else is doing that's kind of the goal um while also like i said progressing and maturing as musicians and kind of doing that whole thing so we'll see kind of where we go from here i mean now we're starting to kind of experiment with more gojira style things and kind of going that route vocally and um you know kind of trying to really find our sound which was difficult to do because we had a couple different lineup changes um we had we went through a couple different vocalists and um you know had had some some stuff with that but the group of guys that i got involved with are definitely uh the best you know i think that i could have gotten my hands on i mean 
every guy that is in this band, you know, Adam's an incredible guitar player. Brandon, you know, does amazing recording. He does all the production, mixing, mastering for our album. Uh, Jamie King recently just did the mastering for a memoir, Free Will, but Brandon did all the mixing. He's kind of our secret weapon. Brian comes up with these amazing bass lines and, um, you know, Mac with incredible vocals, and I just kind of try my best to keep up. Um, but you know that's kind of that's kind of really what we intended to do with this album was take it take it up a couple notches and just kind of see how the public reacted and so far so good. And with that in mind, I mean, with so many lineup changes and uh, being able to find the sound that fits the band the right way, I mean, what is that like for you being able to adapt to all these different situations? Um, I mean, I think it's for the best. Really, with us, we just kept our head up and kind of kept our sight on the goals. Um, you know, really, most of the lineup changes, uh, almost entirely, have been vocals. Um, Brian was kind of the last added member before uh, Tyler, who was our vocalist before Mac. Um, so it was kind of me, Brandon, and Adam just kind of at the start uh, when we were starting to write Mount of Sacrifice, which was our first EP, which actually turns five this year, um, and uh, which is pretty cool. We're thinking about doing like a remaster, re-recording kind of with that with Max, so that's kind of a hush-hush. We're thinking about that, but um, we uh, it's just kind of been one of those things that almost has kind of been like the pick of destiny, you know what I mean? We didn't really know where to go after um, Tyler, unfortunately, had to leave, um, so we we just started scouting around and we were like, we don't know what we're going to do. Should we go instrumental? Should we do that? You know, kind of, we, we didn't want to just settle just to have a vocalist. We wanted to have somebody who still had the same mindset as us, still had the same dedication and attention to detail and music theory knowledge and, and all of that. Um, you know, the same that we kind of put into it. And, you know, we really lucked out. We searched for a better part of a month finding Matt and uh, happened to find him just based on a, on a little video he put online of a Shadow of Intent cover and we were like who the hell is this guy um, you know I knew him for about a year prior but as a drummer because Mac kind of played drums a little bit started out vocals realized that he had some insane talent I mean he's only been doing vocals for a couple years including the time that he's been with us so we definitely lucked out and um, you know he was like yeah you know I'll make it work we just kind of made it work that's just kind of the kind of our, our mission statement is just that no matter what we're still going to you know really focus on what we want to do make it work and really not take failure for an answer Oh, that's so cool. So, uh, w what about personally for yourself? I mean, when you go through the the previous EPs and albums, I mean, uh, the display of what you can do on the drums has just increased with every single album. I mean, what is that like for you to be able to adapt like that? Well, thank you, first of all. I, I really do appreciate that. I really have to give Brandon um, a, a, some credit for that because he does, uh, whenever he's writing the song structure, a lot of times he'll kind of give me uh, somewhat of a skeleton um, for me to kind of go off of and... Um, you know, really kind of hone it in. And even then he'll be like, Hey, put this here instead of this here. You know, he has, he is a music theory master even more so than I will ever be. So I really have to give him, um, you know, really give him the credit for that. But, um, you know, it's really, uh, one of those things that I just wanted to make sure that I really honed in my craft and my skill as much as I could to try to keep up with them. Um, and, um, really make sure that, you know, as they progress musically, as Brandon, um, progresses musically that I'm making sure that I'm, you know, working on whatever skills I need to, 
to be able to also be on the same level, you know, as them essentially. Um, so, you know, it, it's been a lot of work. I mean, it's kind of been a struggle kind of trying to figure out what to focus on as well as, you know, really putting in the time to try to get myself to the next level, learn those techniques, really focus on rudiments, try to actually learn as much theory as I possibly can. Um, and I mean, it's, it's tough. I'm not going to lie. It's not like it's easy for me. You know I mean? I, um, you know, started out kind of playing metal, but this is definitely another level from anything I've ever tried to play before. So, um, you know, really at this point now, just trying to get as fast as I can, as clean as I can, um, while also still staying true to my progressive roots, essentially. Um, and just making sure that I'm able to execute it as well as they would want me to as a, as a drummer. Oh, that's so cool to see that too. And I, I really enjoy your setup as well too. I mean, just let, being able to look at it and everything that you're able to accomplish on a kit like that and the array of symbols that you have. I mean, it's great to see that uh, you don't need a gigantic kit to be able to pull off everything that you do. Um, that stuff really kind of to keep, you know, keep it kind of, well, for a couple of reasons. One, it's a lot easier to tour with a smaller kit. Um, and two, um, you know, it, for me, my thought is if you can do it, you know, with smaller, like with a smaller kit and then less kind of your disposable, you can do it with a bigger kit. I'd rather have to do that than be rely on a, on a larger kit and be like, oh crap, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a slave to all these things, you know, and, and need those things to be able to do the things I do. I'd rather kind of try to have less and work up. So that was kind of always, um, kind of my goal. And plus I just like the setup. It's just kind of how I've always played with the two, um, toms, you know, a handful of cymbals, snare and kick, you know, just kind of an old jazz slash punk setup. Um, you know, you don't really need anything more than that really. I don't think, um, that's how a lot of my favorite drummers play. Matt Halpern for a while, just use that for a while. Oh, Matt Halpern from Periphery, who's my favorite band, had one tom. He just had one tom, snare, and kick, and cymbals. And he was able to accomplish, you know, an insane amount. So my thought is, you know, if he can do it, you know, why can't I? If the drummer for Rings of Saturn, or I guess um, no longer Rings of Saturn, he plays for the Faceless, but my friend Aaron did it with two toms, why can't I? You know, I mean, a lot of these drummers are kind of scaling down, and they're still able to produce insane sounds on the kick. So um, that's just kind of how I've always had it. I had a third tom to my left for a little while, um, but it was really just kind of unnecessary. I just kind of found that not only was it less maintenance and upkeep to have less drums, but then I could kind of focus on a quality over quantity kind of thing, and that's just kind of how I've had it ever since. Plus, it makes it easier to, like I said, carry around and um, store, especially with our with our tour van not having a trailer and everything. oh for sure and yeah it, i absolutely love that and, and i'm glad that you and so many other drummers see it that way where it really is quality over quantity i mean yeah it can it can look cool seeing a, a gigantic kit like that but you know it's like if you're only using a couple drums and a couple cymbals on there and the rest of it is just for aesthetic you, you should just get rid of all of that because y if you're not going to use it it just seems like it's so much more hassle to deal with yeah definitely um, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, personal preference, you know, a lot of times if you are playing technical death metal or, you know, a, a genre similar to that, um, you know, you might want to have more just because you might want to have more toms for sounds or, you know, a more studio style kit. Um, and I definitely get that. But for touring and, um, you know, really anything like that, I think the more you can condense your kit, the better. I mean, I thought about even going down to just one tom, but musically I wouldn't be able to play the part. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I kind of have two as 
it's kind of the minimum. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love, you know, the kits that I have. I uh, used to be endorsed by Anchor. Um, then I switched over to Mapex relatively recently and um, they gave me a five piece. Um, and I don't even use one of the Toms. I was actually going to sell it or just use it as like kind of a backup. Um, so, you know, it's, it's one of those things, like I said, kind of quality over quantity. Um, plus for myself, you know, kind of trying to keep it on the economy side, you know, reskinning, you know, two toms and a snare and a kick, a lot easier than trying to reskin, you know, a ton of a ton of toms and have all this extra gear that's taken up space. And it's just more practical to me personally. Oh, for sure. And within a mind, uh, you, like you mentioned, uh, you are now uh, over with uh, Mapex Drones. I mean, what was that like to be able to start working with them? Uh, it was absolutely surreal. I met um, I met a guy named Ben at NAMM, and uh, Ben St. John has uh, been, I mean, quite a, a quite a mentor and a tutor to me, honestly, um, on the business side of things. Um, and I met him at NAMM um, whenever I went my first time, and just kind of spoke to him, and I was kind of looking for a new drum endorsement, and um, I intentionally or uh, originally uh, went over to him with the intention to uh, actually get my little brother an endorsement with Jupiter. Uh, my little brother is now with XO Brass, which is under the same parent company of KHS, who also does Mapex. Um, and I started talking to him, and I uh, just, you know, we just really, you know, clicked. He was a really cool dude, really genuine, really, you know, took care of his artists. I could tell, just really great guy. Uh, and then kind of through kind of working with him to get my little brother an endorsement, he offered me one with Mapex, and it was absolutely surreal and a huge lesson to me um, that it's really not what you know, it's who you know, especially in the music industry. It was uh, definitely the most exciting partnership um, that I've ever had, and I would never say that about, <laughs> I'd say that in front of any of my other <laughs> endorsements because I wouldn't want to offend them, obviously, but Mapex was a whole new level. Um, you know, it, it was definitely more exclusive. It was definitely more, I think, prestigious. Um, I still don't feel like I deserve it, quite frankly, but I'm not going to say no. Um, and and uh, just from there, they've just been great. I mean, they've really taken care of me like family so far. I visited them, uh, their booth again when I went to this past NAM. Uh, ben introduced me to um, everyone. He introduced me to all the reps, all the people there, people that manage the social media, whole nine yards. And um, it's just been great. It's, it's really been great. I love my Armory kit more than I can put into words. And, you know, I think this is definitely going to be the start of the next level of endorsements for me. I also recently reached out to Aquarium. That's also kind on the hush hush but um i you know not a big deal it's you know not a big deal if anybody knows um but i reached out to them and i'm just kind of in talks with them right now so um i think having being with mapex will open up a number of doors you know once people say that i partner with them it, it, it kind of adds a street cred element so we'll see it's it's definitely been surreal though oh again that's just incredible to see that so when thinking about that i mean when uh everything did happen with this deal with mapex like how did you decide what you were looking for in a new set well the funny thing was i actually wasn't um i had been with anchor for the better part of a couple years um they made me a custom kit uh anchors worked with some decent size names the drummer from silent planet was with them the guy from bought by blood was with them um and you know, he kind of was working with me, um, was very nice. His name, his, uh, his name is Sean, Sean Skipper, which I think is pretty cool to have anchor drums, Sean Skipper. Um, but he uh, made me my custom kit. It was a good couple grand. It was a very, 
high-end kit. Um, and I didn't ever think I was going to go anywhere from them. I thought I was going to stay with them. And, um, you know, he was just kind of a low contract kind of thing, just kind of a, hey, I'm just going to kind of take care of you and help you out. And I wasn't really expecting anything with Mapex. I wasn't really looking for a new kit, which is funny that you mentioned that. Um, it was one of those things that was kind of like, hey, you know, would you like to partner with Mapex and KHS America? And I was just like, um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So um, from there, it just kind of, you know, skyrocketed into, you know, this whole new thing that I didn't really expect. Um, and, you know, like I said, I think it's going to open a lot of doors now that people see that I'm kind of with a bigger, more mainstream company. I mean, these are drums that I sell at Guitar Center at Brooklyn. It's so cool to see them selling the same kit that I'm using as an endorsed artist. And it definitely helps as a selling point too. Um, you know, for, for me as an employee. So, um, you know, like I said, it was just kind of unexpected, but, you know, definitely a huge blessing for sure. Oh, totally. So the, when, again, with that, when, uh, you know, when everything came together with Mapex, like when you were deciding like on the series and the type of wood and stuff like that, like, where did you go with that? So it was actually um, one of the reps. Uh, ben was kind of the guy that got me into it. But he hooked me up with a representative um, from my area who gave me all the information I needed. Um, he was kind of saying, hey, you know, this is essentially how much you get off. This is what you get. Here's the different kind of kits. Here's the different kind of levels of kits. You know, here's what's most popular. All the information. We went back and forth on email for like a good solid week. Um, and uh, I kind of was bouncing around. I didn't really have a whole lot of money at the time. Um, and you know, I was kind of like, okay, well, I don't want to do like the most economy version. Cause I used to play to Mars, the apex Mars, which is kind of the entry level. I was like, no, you know, I kind of want to get something better. If I'm going to be touring with this and doing videos and stuff. Um, so he was like, well, you know, check out the armory and the army is a, re armory's a really good kit. It's very affordable, but it's, you know, maple. It's, it's incredible. It's an incredible kit. Looks cool as hell too. Um, so that was kind of the one I went with, and uh, I, I got a tomahawk snare with my first metal snare, and that thing is an absolute firecracker. I mean, it sounds like a shotgun, uh, especially with, like, rim shots and stuff. It is the best. I love that snare so much. And it was a nice contrast um, from kind of what I was playing with uh, my anchor kit because the anchor kit was just, it's just very different. It was almost not a more jazzy kit, but it just had more depth to it. And um, just kind of, it was just different wood. And this one was just a little bit, a little bit uh, more kind of designed for what I play as a, as a metal musician. Um, so it was really great. It was great to have this and be able to play it. And uh, I still love it. I mean, I play it all the time. Every time I go practice, that's the only kit I use. And uh, any videos, which I'm trying to shoot, but under quarantine because of the wonderful virus. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just kind of picked out what I thought was best for me. And with the help of those guys, um, they found, you know, what they think would be best. And I've loved it ever since. Oh, that's incredible. And yeah, I mean, I love the way that it's turned out with that kid. I mean, it just sounds absolutely incredible. Uh, you know, uh, between the, uh, the, those amazing symbols that you got and uh, with the, the Mapex kit and that, that snare, just like you said, it's an absolute firecracker. And it just sounds incredible uh, being able to hear that. I mean, I 
it's just amazing to see how everything turned out the way that it has, uh, especially, you know, with this new album, uh, being able to uh, get all these uh, great endorsements, everything that'll come in the future as well, too. And again, just seeing the reception for the album so far. And, you know, like, uh, obviously there's, uh, with the, the virus going around, you know, that's kind of put sidetracked so much of what's going on. But I, I love the fact that the band is continuing to rise with all of this going on. Well, I appreciate that, man. We wouldn't be able to do it without the support of, um, you know, our fans and followers and, you know, people like you supporting us and um, wishing us the best and, and really having our backs. Um, so, you know, that's really been uh, a huge defining factor in everything that's going on. Uh, and I'm very, you know, like I said, blessed and excited to see kind of what's going to come next. Um and we'll just kind of, we'll see. I mean, so far it's been an absolute wild ride. None of us could have ever really anticipated this. Um, and, you know, we'll just kind of continue to keep our head up and keep on grinding, even during, you know, the quarantine and everything. We're writing new music and um, we just rescheduled our show with Animals as Leaders, um, which I'm very happy about. And um, we got a tour, we got a couple of festivals, um, talking with a couple, uh, I can't say the bands, but we're talking with a couple really big bands and trying to form a tour for them for the winter time and stuff. So um, we will see. I think... Uh, I think it's gonna be it's gonna only be bigger from here. Yeah, and again, I'm I'm just so happy to see that too. I mean, with uh, the reception this album has gotten, and uh, the fact that you guys are already writing new material, and then uh, everything being rescheduled, and hopefully that'll be enough time for everything to pass and everything can get back to normal. And when when that does, I mean, it sounds like everything's going in that right direction. Uh, just like you said, it's just going to keep getting bigger and better from here on out. And I'm already excited to hear what that new material is going to sound like if the album's this good already. Well, thank you. We um, actually did something very interesting with this album. We, um, and a lot of bands do this, and we kind of just copied the idea, but um, we wrote more material than we were going to release, and the reason that we did that was because we could pick the best songs, the best parts, and you know, really make this album conceptually, um, like as much of a masterpiece as we could. Um, you know, it's something that we could not only be proud of, but something that we felt confident in um releasing knowing that it was truly the best work we could have put out from where we are right now as musicians um and with everything that we kind of have at our disposal and um that's really the exciting thing is you know with how hard we worked on this album it, it did so well we already just in that time have already learned so much brandon has already uh, upgraded his arsenal of, of a you know production standpoint. Um, you know I've been working on techniques up in the 300 BPM, 320 BPM range. My guitarists have been learning um, you know covers and songs. Adam, Adam's been studying a lot of the uh, tablature from a band called Rivers of Nile, um, trying to learn their style of things and really get into the more progressive technical depth side of things um, and kind of explore new avenues musically. So we we want our new music to even blow that album out of the water that's really the standard that we set for ourselves is that we we don't ever settle and we are constantly refining constantly perfecting you know constantly trying to better ourselves 
as musicians, as businessmen, um, the whole nine yards, while still trying to stay true to our roots. I mean, we're still a North Carolina band. We're still part of the North Carolina scene. We love our friends. We love our local bands. We love um, everyone who supported us. And, you know, we still kind of try to keep that, not local band mindset, but, you know, like, well, hey, we're just doing this because it's fun. We're doing this because we enjoy it. Obviously, the business side of things can tend to cloud the, the purest mindset of a musician. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just fun just being able to, you know, practice our passion and play shows and hang out with our friends and meet people. You know, we really try to stay down to earth and um, just keep it real 100% of the time. Oh, yeah, that's the way you got to do it, too. I mean, when you find the right group of musicians to be able to play with, uh, all the outside sources, if you need them as well. Uh, otherwise, if you got members of the band that can uh, help with the DIY style, you know, like uh, mixing, mastering, uh, social work, I mean, whatever the case is, and uh, being able to tour with the right bands and all, all of that stuff going on. I mean, as long as you find the right people to keep working with and you're still writing music that you enjoy playing and uh, want to be able to progress as a musician, you're doing it for the right reasons exactly and i really think that that has been a key part of kind of our progress is that we've stayed um down to earth and that we have you know really tried to keep our minds focused on the right goals um you know not letting any egos go to our heads not you know doing the whole mightier higher than thou thing that a lot of musicians kind of tend to do whenever they find some success you know what i mean they kind of let it go to their heads and they um get so wrapped up in the social side you know there's obviously going to be issues here and there with everything but um ultimately you know like i said yeah you know we're really trying to just make the best music that we can and make the dream a reality i mean whenever i joined back in 2015 uh i mean if you had told me that all these things would be happening i never in a million years would have thought of it i mean i kind of really came from humble beginnings um everything that you know, I have now, I've just really worked hard to get. My guys are the same way. Um, and, you know, I just love doing it. I just love playing music. It saved my life in a number of ways. Um, you know, we're a very musical family. My little brother's, you know, going to school for music right now and work with some really um, prestigious groups and, um, you know, top, top, you know, five or ten in the state for his instrument. I mean, you know, this is really what we, um, what we do. And this is our passion. And to find a group of guys that are all on the same wavelength and mindset, um, it, it is such a dream because, you know, a lot of times you'll have men like members that are kind of a weak link or that don't offer as much. I mean, I can confidently say that every single one of the members has, you know, a number of talents and traits and attributes that contribute to the band as a whole. And we're all on the same wavelength about everything which is you know it, it's it's so rare and that's part of the reason why we're all so gung-ho about it is because this is a once a once in a lifetime opportunity for pretty much all of us um so you know we're just so excited that we have the opportunity to do it and you know make our dreams a reality um you know on every level so yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, again, that that is just so incredible to see all of that. I mean, with this amazing new album, with uh, all the endorsements that's coming from uh, everyone in the band, everything to look forward to in the future with upcoming touring and shows and uh, the upcoming uh, upcoming songwriting and everything else that's going on with that. So, I mean, just seeing where you guys are at right now, that's incredible to see that. And there's so much to look forward to in the future. And, you know, with that, uh, th again, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to be able to talk to me about all of it. 
My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I love um, doing interviews and being able to um, just talk with people. I mean, I have a degree in communication, so, you know, I like communicating. Um, and I really have to um, kind of thank, you know, my professor, um, specifically Dr. Beckman, for uh, helping me. I have a minor in arts entrepreneurship as well, and um, that has definitely helped a lot with the business side of things, because it's one thing to practice music and kind of become more proficient on the music side of things, but the business side of things is a whole nother devil. And um, that's really been the part that's been the most... I guess the most um, new and unfamiliar, because it's one thing to you know practice an instrument that you've been playing for a decade, but breaking into the industry and just going to Nam alone, um, you know, and, and working with companies, you know, as an, as a, a featured artist, um, it's it's so surreal, and I wish I could have everyone experience what this is like because I, I genuinely think that if you put your mind to it as cheesy as it sounds you genuinely can do it I think everyone can do it if they work hard enough and they put their minds to it and like I said I didn't come from money or status or any you know any starting you know help really a, a whole lot I had a great family at my back and that's definitely said you know something to be said for that but um, anyone that has the passion that me and my guys have they can do it you just have to really put your mind to it. That's really all it is.
Welcome back to the show, we're just about into the second hour of the show, and you just got done hearing Croesus, with Battles Are One Within, off the 2020 album, A Memoir, of Free Will. And before that was my interview with Daniel CC of Croesus. We went to Poland, we went to the US, let's go over to Sweden now, for my third interview of the show this week, to talk with Bombs of Hades. To talk about the brand new EP, Phantom Bell, which is available now, through Black Lodge. In this interview, I talked to Jonas Stahlhammer about everything you need to know about what's going on in the world of Bombs of Hades, At the Gates, a brand new project that he's got in the making, and so much more. And one particular thing I'm kind of surprised that all the bigger media outlets did not pick up on, but maybe they'll hear it from here. Who knows? We'll find out. And following my interview with Jonas of Bombs of Hades, you'll hear the title track off the brand new EP, Phantom Bell. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, thank you very much for taking time to do this interview. Yeah, no worries. Oh, awesome. This is an interview I've wanted to do for a long time, no matter the the, the band that you were a part of, and it's great to be able to talk about some brand new music from Bomb, Bombs of Hades. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and uh, of course it's with that... It's been a while. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and with that, uh, tomorrow brings Phantom Bell through Black Lodge. Uh, I've gotten the chance to be able to check this album out, or uh, this EP out for uh, the last couple weeks, and I just love everything that's going on there. I mean, I can just hear all the creativity of the band that's going on through here, all the different dynamics and speeds that are going on through there, and it just feels like it's a great uh, showcase of where the band is at right now. Well, that's great to hear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. So, yeah. how, how did it come together making this EP? Uh, it just kind of came about that uh, I felt that we should get something out there, because it's, I mean, it's four years ago since, more than four years ago than when the last album came out. And, uh, I mean, I've been pretty busy with At The Gates the past two years, so it's been pretty, like, hard to find the time to actually record the whole album. Uh, so I just thought, just do it. let's do an EP just to get something out there. So we got it done pretty quickly also. So, so uh, when you had finally were able to have the time to be able to record, I mean, did you have a lot of songs that you had in mind for this EP, or did you just choose the best ones to be able to record? I, ju- I just wrote uh, the two new ones. I just wrote specific uh, just for the EP. I just wrote them like in a day or something. <laughs> just wrote the, those two songs, rehearsed them, and then decided to do the the Flower Traveling Band cover, rehearsed that, and uh, the the Townsend Sand cover was already actually the basic tracks for that was already recorded because we we did that when we recorded the last album, but we never did anything with it. It was supposed to be like, if we release a seven inch or something, or split or whatever, we could use it on that. But we never finished it, so we just throw that one in there too, so. Yeah, and I do love that so much. I mean, the fact that you were able to have uh, two great diverse songs uh, with Phantom Bell and Bridge of Size, and then you were able to put on uh, two really cool covers to go along with that too. I mean, that really had to help the process. Yeah, I mean, we love doing like covers that are really out of the box you know that's not really death metal or like hardly even metal you know so <laughs> or hard rock i mean we've done i mean who needs another cover of a slayer song or whatever you know it's like it's been done a million times so it's much more fun and more challenging to do something that's really not that style of music at all and just make it into your own thing you know 
Oh yeah, and when you hear those sounds, I mean, you can definitely hear that you turn them into your own creations, and it's just, it's so cool to hear that, especially when you listen to the originals, and then you listen to these new takes on them. I mean, it's just amazing to see what you were able to do with them. Yeah, I mean, uh, the Flower Traveling Band one is, it, I mean, that one is pretty close to the original, but it's just played in a more metal way, but... Uh, the Townsend Sound one was like, I was like trying to figure out, because I really wanted to do it, mainly because I thought the lyrics were so, are so good on it. And uh, and uh, just how, how am I going to make this like fit, you know? Because I was thinking about how he was singing it, and then what kind of like thing works for this. And it just kind of became a mashup between Orgasmatron with Motorhead and, and that one. So. Oh, that's so great. And yeah, I mean, just the, the whole collection together. I mean, it's just so great to be able to see that you were able to make the time to be able to record this because, I mean, like you said, I mean, with uh, four albums since the last release and uh, you being busy with At The Gates, you know, it's just like obviously priorities have to be in check and stuff. But I'm glad to see that yeah. there was uh, time to be able to work on this because I've always been such a huge fan of Bombs of Hades. And every time that you make a new release, I'm always excited to hear what you have going on. Yeah, we, we, I mean, for us, it's, we try to like stay away from doing kind of the same thing all the time. I mean, we still have our sound, you know, but it's still kind of, I want every album to be different in some way. So it's not, not just like putting on, oh, it sounds just like the last record. That's boring, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. And again, I mean, that's why I like the band so much is because it, just like you said, I mean, with every release, I mean, it feels like it has its own distinct sound behind it. I mean, some are faster, some are heavier, some have uh, different lyrical themes that are going on behind it, but they all have their own distinct thing that ma makes it separate from the rest. And, you know, whether it be uh, just a couple of new songs and a couple covers here with Phantom Bell or the last release or uh, whatever will come next, I know everything's going to have its very own distinct sound to it yeah that, that, that's really what we're aiming for all the time so when you were able to make the time to be able to record all this i mean how do you feel about the final product uh, i'm very happy with it because i mean first though it's kind of an experiment because we recorded it by ourselves for the first time so and it turned out really good so which is <laughs> kind of a relief <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and I, I was so curious about that too i mean obviously with it uh being the, the the first release that you were able to record yourselves i mean obviously there's a lot of differences that go into there besides uh going into someone else's studio being able to uh have someone producing and mixing and mastering everything that's going along with that i mean how did it feel uh having this more of that uh, do-it-yourself approach to it well, it's, it's just the recording, really, that we did by ourselves. I mean, it's the same guys that always mixed uh, the last uh, three records, uh, mixed this one, too. So, And I, I mean, I'm always happy to work with them. So it's it's always nice to do the, the, this time. It's like, And they were really surprised, too, that we actually <laughs> pulled off a good recording by ourselves. <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, it, it you know, obviously it does have a, a different sound to it, but it, I mean, it sounds very distinct. Distinct, and it sounds like you know, like uh, someone else was able to record you guys. I mean, the fact that you are able to have that keen sense of sound, and you were able to record that yourselves—it's just great to see. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for me, recording is the hardest thing is getting a good drum sound, and uh, if you if you get that, I mean, the rest just falls into place. I and mean, we were lucky enough that we actually got the drums sounding good by ourselves. 
And actually, my son helped out with like micing the drums and tuning them so they sounded better because he recorded in the same room a couple of times, so he knew what to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's so great to hear that too. I mean, when you're able to get help like that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, exactly like you said. I mean, being able to uh, find the right room to be able to record drums and make sure you have the right sounding drums, getting the the right tuning so it has a good sound behind it. I mean, there's so many variables that can go into that because it is such an acoustic instrument yeah yeah and, and again you know it's just like I, I really love the way that that turned out i mean the the fact that uh it did get such a great sound behind it and yeah i mean it's, again you know it's just like it's so great to see that you were able to uh, get all of that by yourselves yeah i mean it's uh, it was a it was a good experiment that turned out good so we can continue doing that for the for the full album then just record the drums and guitars and stuff by ourselves oh totally and along with that i mean obviously uh audio wise i love all four tracks on the cp but i also love it visually as well too i really enjoy the the cover that you guys use this time around i mean it's just like this really great dark haunting image that you got behind it yeah, well, there's actually a funny story behind that. I mean, I, I actually took the picture that you're seeing on the cover. And uh, it's uh, it's just, it was on the, the last U.S. tour. That it was, uh, not the last one, but the, the U.S. tour that at the gay stage with Behemoth. And uh, Tampa accidentally spilled some sour milk uh, on the front lounge, on the sofa there. And uh, I just laughed my ass off and took a picture of it. And then when I looked at the picture, it was like, this, looked like, this looks like a weird morphed like skull. <laughs> And it's like, oh, this is this a fucking really cool album cover, <laughs> if you can tamper with it a bit. So our bass player does all the, the graphic stuff. He, he just took the picture and just made the sofa disappear. So it's just dark, you know. So it's, the, the actual skull you're seeing is actually sour milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I never would have guessed that that was sour milk. I mean, it, I just thought it was like, like, like some kind of like morphed kind of skull that was going by. Yeah, it. I mean, it, it looks like someone has actually painted it and done a like a weird painting. But it's so well. In in a way, Tampa did the painting by accident. You know, so. <laughs> oh, that's so great! And it, you know, it goes to show that you you never know where inspiration is going to come from. I mean, you could have like this amazing vision of what you want to do with a release, or sometimes it can be a total accident, and you know, you just find something so funny you want to be able to take a picture of it. You never know what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah, I mean. I mean that that whole if i hadn't taken a picture of that i could just have just laughed at tampa and just helped him clean it up but i actually took a picture and just seeing it afterwards and it's like this is really cool you know you can actually use this <laughs> <laughs> oh totally <clears throat> you know, so you know w with that in mind i mean obviously with uh you know being able to get an image like that on the last tour and you know uh being able to do some amazing work since you've been able to join with at gates i mean what is that like for you to be able to uh channel your playing into different styles like that between different bands uh, that's one of the reasons I actually play in like a bunch of bands because I love playing with different people and 
And I'm lucky enough to be able to play with really close friends in all my bands, you know. So all the bands I play in, I'm really good friends with everyone. So it's like I, I kind of feed off that. And you, especially playing, it's different styles, everything, you know. So it's every, it, no band is the same, you know. Oh, yeah, that's what I appreciate so much. I mean, uh, with the, the bands of the past, the bands of the present, and I can only imagine bands that might be possible in the future as well. I mean, just being able to show all these different sides of metal, sometimes not metal at all, and just being able to, you know, really show off what you're capable of as a songwriter and a guitarist. Yeah, I mean, for me, actually, now, I've got a, a new band now that's mainly, I mean, I used to be in a band called Cripple Black Phoenix, which is more like psychedelic, uh, like post-rock kind of fusion, 70s classic rock, whatever, you know, it's it's a bunch of things thrown in there. And uh, I mean, I, I had too many conflicting schedules with At The Gate, so I, 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 I was asked to leave that band because of that, you know. And, uh, but, and then a bunch of other people from that band left the band, and we all still wanted to play together, so we formed the new band and uh we we were actually supposed to be recording our first album last week in the uk uh but because of this virus thing you know <laughs> me and the singer couldn't travel to to the uk so hopefully we 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 don't know yet when we're gonna record this album but we got like shit loads of music written already so and that's kind of, it, it's not metal at all anywhere so it's very fun to do that you know Oh, that's that's got me really excited because I loved what you were able to do with Cripple Black Phoenix and the fact that you're able to work with some of the people that were a part of the band at one time and being able to do something I can only imagine would be some kind of inspiration but different uh, enough to be able to have your own sound and being able to work on that side again. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, everyone in the band has been a member of CBP, so it's... <laughs> I mean, it's and it's. Uh, I mean, parts of it, of course, it's going to sound a bit like CBP because of Daniel, who used to be the singer in Cripple Black Phoenix, is the singer in this band, and also Daisy Chapman, that used to be singing and playing piano in Cripple Black Phoenix, is also in this band. So. I mean, some of it's going to naturally sound like Cripple Black Phoenix, but at the same time, we're taking a different approach. And and the, the biggest thing is that, I mean, Justin wrote all the songs in Cripple Black Phoenix, and this he's not writing any songs here. So it's, it's naturally going to be different, but still kind of... I mean, if you like Cripple Black Phoenix, you're probably going to like this too. But it's not going to be like Cripple Black Phoenix AD, you know? <laughs> oh. Oh, totally, yeah. I can't imagine it's going to be a clone band or, or anything like that. I mean, being able to have some new influences and some new styles that are going on behind it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. When, when that finally comes to fruition, you're able to uh, get everything recorded and uh, in uh, release record form. I'm very excited to see where that's going to be going because that sounds like it's going to be right up my alley as well. Yeah, oh, we got, prob- we got I think, around 90 minutes of demos already. So, which is like, we're more or less... I've, I've got two more songs to do demos for. I wish when we, when we realized we were not going to be able to record now, we just, me and Daniel just continued writing. And we just, uh, so we, we more or less got material for two records now. So, Oh, that's just so cool. And then we, I mean, and we just, I mean, some of the stuff we threw away also. So, I mean, we, it's been like a spur of creativity. It's kind of like the same way when we formed The Lurking Beer. It was just this, like, outburst of creativity that just oh, it needed it needed to get out oh yeah and you know it's like it, 
I mean, I really love the way that uh, the Lurking Fair was able to come together like that. I mean, obviously with uh, At The Gates being able to uh, morph into what they are, what you guys are right now, and the fact that you were able to do something a lot darker, a lot heavier that, that was going on with the Lurking Fear, and being able to add some different kind of influences in there as well. I mean, again, you know, just like the fact that you can adapt to all these different genres that you love to play, and uh, being able to work with so many great musicians, and being able to show off what you're capable of. I mean, it's great to see that you're in that position where you can show off that creativity. Yeah, it's it's really nice. I mean, I'm, I feel like, like I'm at my, I don't know, I don't want it to be my peak, but <laughs> but at, at the, the past few years has been like really, uh, like it's been going the right way, you know, it's like, I mean, it's always, I mean, I'm not craving recognition and stuff, but it's, it's not what I'm striving for. Uh, for me, always like writing music or playing music that's written for the sake of music not for the sake of selling records or whatever that's more in, like what i'm striving for but uh, at the same time it's like it's nice that people are actually recognizing what you're doing now so oh totally and that's the reason why you gotta do it as well i mean being able to uh, scratch that creative itch and being able to you know hopefully have some people that are able to appreciate it as well but uh, writing songs for the f for the sake of writing music and getting what you want out of everything that you're a part of i mean that's the reason yeah. to do it yeah, that that's totally true. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So, uh, obviously, uh, uh, hopefully, being able to uh, record uh, everything that's coming up with uh, that new band to look forward to as well. Is there anything else that uh, you got working on as well for like a recording new material for anything else coming up? Well, at the gates are in the writing process right now for the next album, which will be recorded by the end of the year. So, and I mean, with all this thing now that we're not going to be able to do any shows this year, probably. Uh, I mean, more or less the whole summer is gone now. Uh, we were supposed to do a bunch of festivals, but uh, which makes, make, in, in a good way, it gives us more time to really focus on the next record. And it's, it's the same thing with Lurking Fear and the same thing with this new project and the same thing with Bombs of 80s. So I actually get, all of us get time to actually just like, oh, we don't have anything else that like, can shift our focus. Like, oh, now we have like 10 gigs to do or whatever. You can just totally focus on doing the record. Yeah. And With, uh, I mean, all bands. So, so, I mean, if all goes, I think probably all four bands, four, I, I mean, I play in five bands. God McCover will never record anything new. So, uh, but four bands will do a record this year. So. <laughs> So, I mean, it's, which, which is nice, you know, you actually have the time to do it. Oh, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, that's one of the positives that I'm trying to look at with uh, everything that's going on in the world right now is uh, so many musicians are able to hopefully have that uh, creative juices flowing to be able to write some new music, being able to refine everything the way that they want to be able to make it, perfect those songs the best that they can so they can go and record it. And hopefully some amazing music is able to come out of this stuff. I'm, I'm pretty i'm like convinced that to, uh, 2021 is going to be like a year to remember when it comes to really good records uh, i mean it's like because it needs i mean things are being i mean to be honest i think the last 20 years has been the worst 20 years in music probably ever so uh, in every kind i mean i uh, to be honest i mean i'm not a i don't really listen to metal anymore no no, no new metal it's i mean it's probably like a one record a year maybe like floats my boat but usually it just bores me to tears you know because it's nothing new happening it's no one like 
trying to like i mean you I mean, you can't really reinvent the wheel either you know but but who wants to like do the same thing all of, over and over again which a lot of bands do which is just i can't really understand why you know oh yeah i mean unless it's like financial reasons and you know like yeah, not breaking yeah I, mean, what I, fix. I totally get that yeah. I, I mean uh, and and to be fair also a lot of i mean certain bands their fans demand that they just do the same thing uh, which is kind of like also I mean as a fan of music myself I would never demand from a band or an artist that I like to do the same thing over and over I mean it's that's that's why my my favorite artists and bands are the ones that are always changing Oh yeah and I I do find that to be so important too you know when a band is able to write the music that they want to write at that specific time I mean I I always find that to be the most authentic music and the best music that yeah. they're able to come up with at that time. Yeah, but then, I mean, then there's uh, there's a lot of them that really can't change also because they can't really do anything else that they're doing. And it, please don't experiment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's certain bands like that. Like, I mean, do I need to say Morbid Angel or whatever, you know, but... <laughs> uh, or, I mean, there's a bunch of like examples of that, you know. And the, the 90s were were a terrible uh, like decade for metal when it came to experimenting. I think. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I mean that's just. I mean, when when bands are following the time, you know, it's like, oh, the, now this is like the the most happening thing, and that we need to follow this. Uh, you actually need to be ahead of things instead of like following the stuff that is coming you know that that's why my my favorite artist of all time is david bowen because he was always ahead of everyone he, he was always looking to the underground or whatever was like happening there and they just, it got inspired by that and then just took it further you know and uh, it's better to do that instead of looking at what's selling records uh, we need to do that too which is just for me it's just pointless because it's just then what what are you in it for yeah it's it's such a true statement i mean I, when being a musician i mean the, the most fulfilling part of it is when you are able to show off uh, what you want to do creatively and what you want to be able to accomplish and again you know just the fact that you're able to have all these different outlets and being able to show off all these different sides of you and of course uh, bringing things uh, back to the beginning here with uh, some uh, amazing new music here with bombs of hades and phantom bell which is coming out tomorrow through black lodge and you know it's just like a, that's it's some great music to be able to tie people over until you're able to get back in the studio, being able to record with all these great bands that you're a part of and everything to look forward to, you know, towards the end of 2020 and especially in 2021 when there's so much good music that can come out. Yeah. So it just, uh, <laughs> I mean, it just feels like this year is just kind of limbo. I mean, a lot of things are probably going to get done this year, though. So that, that's the only good thing about it. <laughs> Oh, for sure. I mean, 2020 is yeah. that, that dark year, and it's going to be a lot of work uh, being able to get things done, but I think there is going to be that payoff in 2021, and I'm again, yeah. you know, just uh, with everything that you were talking about, I can't wait to see everything that you've got looking forward to in the future, because it, if this is what you got going on right now with Bombs of Hades, I mean, being able to see the other sides of what you got going on, I just know it's going to be amazing music. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, not a problem. And with yeah. that, I think that's an amazing note to end on. Uh, thank you very much for uh, taking this time to be able to talk to me about everything that you got going on right now. And of course, uh, again, uh, Phantom Bell coming out tomorrow. I really love this EP. I'm, I'm so excited to see that there was uh, some new music that you were able to record. 
and uh, being able to show that off tomorrow. And again, uh, just uh, thank you very much for taking time to be able to talk to me about all of it. Yeah, no worries, man. Uh, before we're done, is there anything else you'd like to mention that I hadn't brought up yet? Uh, no, I think I'm good. to the show you just got done here in Bonds of Hades with the title track off their brand new EP, Phantom Bell, which is available now through Black Lodge. And before that was my interview with Jonas Stellhammer of Bombs of Hades. Coming up now is my fourth and final interview for the show this week, and it's with the band Villagers of Ionia City to talk about their album, Age of Aquarius, which originally came out last year, but got re-released when they got picked up by Napalm Records. In this interview, I talked to Alex of Villagers of Ionia City to talk about how that happened, the creation of this concept album, what to look forward to in the future, and so much more. And following my interview with Alex of Villagers of Ionia City, I'll be playing the band's single, For the Innocent, off the 2020 album, Age of Aquarius. Hey Josh, hello. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> Loud, let me... <laughs> hello, hello. How's the sound? Can you hear me well? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, perfect. Loud and clear. Okay. You? Yeah, it sounds great on my end. Perfect. 
All right. Well, uh, oh, great. Well, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to do this interview. Thank you very much. Uh, well, it's uh, great to be able to talk to you. Uh, uh, after uh, discovering this band uh, through this upcoming album, it, I really love what I'm hearing from the band and uh, just being able to hear this style represented in 2020. I mean, I really love uh, what you guys are bringing here. Uh, it's just like a, a great mix of so many different styles combined together. I, I just really love what you guys do. Thank you very much. I'm really glad you like it. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. So, uh, with that said, uh, how did this band come together? How or when? Uh, how? Uh, I don't know, because we played together since we were kids, like 20 years ago. So, just it came naturally, I guess. So, we're playing, we're hugging, uh, we hung out together, we're playing music, and we, we decided to make a band when we were kids. That's the story in the beginning, at least. But around uh, 2007, I guess, uh, we decided to add more instruments into our sound. Until then, it was just guitars, you know, proper heavy metal, uh, drums, guitars, and bass. And in 2007, we decided to add some more instruments to experiment more, like uh, traditional ones, like bagpipes, flutes, clarinets. Pretty much that's the story. We don't have a specific plan to do some, you know, let's make a band to do this. We just, we needed to do this. And I, I love how natural that that was. I mean, just uh, growing up, enjoying music, being friends, and just uh, being able to work on it like that, and then uh, having the band naturally evolve the way that it did. That is just so cool. Thank you. We are blessed, <laughs> to be honest. I feel blessed about that. Oh, absolutely. So, so with that in mind, I mean, obviously with uh, the new album uh, coming out uh, through Napalm Records on the 3rd of April, I mean, how does it feel to have this new album coming out? Great, great. Uh, we, until now, we were totally independent. Uh, we had our own label so far, uh, but we needed a proper label, you know, for a proper distribution to go all around the world. And we are very excited that the deal with the Nine Maple came in the right place in the right moment. We're excited, yeah. Yeah, it's it's great to see uh, Napalm Records as well too, because they have such a, a very unique lineup that they have too of all these great different styles, and it's great to see something uh, like you guys being represented on Napalm. That is true. They they look very open-minded. At least they look like this. Uh, we have different styles of music. Okay, it's oriented to heavy rock and metal, but has different kinds of music, from Master Magnet to My Sleeping Karma, from Smashing Pumpkins to Adroparo, you know, Camelot, or whatever. It's, it's a great label. It's an honor to be part of this roster, actually. Oh. They are very experienced. They are open-minded. They like our music. I like the way of thinking, the approach. It's very kind. The work hard so far. Great. Oh, fantastic! So, how did the writing process begin for the new album? Our writing process. Yes. Uh, first of all, some of the songs and the concept is in our minds more than ten years ago. Uh, it's even some of songs are even 
older than our previous album. But we always have this concept in our mind. We always knew that one day that I'm gonna come to finish this album, and it did. Uh, but we were working on this more with more focus uh, the last two years, I guess. Uh, we jam a lot, we rehearse a lot. The good thing is uh, that the last couple of years we have uh, our studio. It's a professional studio, an old one with a vintage equipment. And we work, we experiment a lot also. We try different stuff, different equipment. So that was a big asset for us. Uh, also, we spent some time in the mountains for 10 days, totally isolated. In the old building, we were rehearsing, just rehearsing. In the mountain, we get some blessings from there. Uh, that pretty much it. I don't know if you want to ask something, some specifics, I don't know, some technical details or whatever. Oh, sure. Uh, but... Uh, with that, I mean, it sounds like it was uh, uh, recording in uh, a great area to be able to get some inspiration. The fact that you were able to uh, go in the mountains and be able to ha- have this uh, great inspiration behind it. That's so cool. It was indeed. Uh, basically, the album, it finished there in the mountains. We got all these ideas, everything, but it finished up in the mountains. That was the last the last thing to do, you know. After that, we we went to the studio. We were ready to record. Oh, that's that's a, so cool to hear that. And actually being able to get the concept out there and uh, being able to finally see it finalized, I mean, what, what was that like to be able to actually finalize this concept? Mm, I, I don't know exactly. Uh, it's a whole process all these years in my mind, uh, since the beginning, more than 10 years ago, until now, I don't know, the, the moment felt right, you know, the, the songs felt right, we decided, okay, this, we have more songs, and we we, uh, we left someone aside, and we say, okay, this is the songs, that's the story, that's how we're gonna move, that's the lyrics, everything felt complete, the whole story, from the beginning to the end. We were searching for the end, to be honest, all these years, and the final part of the album came. I cannot name something specific, or a specific moment, or a specific process. It's, it's strange, because it's 24-7 thing in my mind, so anyway, it felt, it's, I felt it. So I, I know, but I'm not helping you now, but <laughs> that is true. Oh, that's all right. But, um, so, thinking about that, I mean, what's it like to actually be able to look at this and know that this is coming out April 3rd? Can you repeat? Sorry, the connection oh. was a little bit... Oh, sorry. Uh, uh, just like uh, the idea of like uh, working on this concept and uh, now seeing it in album form, I mean, what is that like to finally be able to have this coming out on the 3rd of April? It's very like... Uh, the most important thing it was that it was released, it came out to the public in September. Because it came out to the world, you know. The, uh, the album is finished, it's mastered, it is what it is, we, we were happy about the result, and it came out. Uh, now, it's a physical, physical release of the album, in vinyl and CDs. Uh, I'm very glad that it's gonna be all around the world, from the States to all over Europe. 
and I'm very glad for it, even in Asia, it's going to be in Japan. Uh, so we are excited, we are waiting to see how the people are going to react, how they're going to welcome this album. So far the feedback is great from the digital release, we're getting comments and feedback from all over the world. So we'll see now how, how many people are going to get their album in the physical form, in the album, we're going to put the vinyl in the pickup, in the turntable and play it. Oh, sure. You know, it's a, it's great to see that there actually was uh, uh, a video made uh, for the album, or, or for uh, for The Innocence. I mean, it was great to be able to see that song in particular being uh, chosen as a single. I mean, what was it like to be able to choose that song in particular? It's very difficult, that is true, because I love all the songs, and they are very important for me. Seriously, all the songs, I love them. But it kind of... For the innocent, it's the closure of the album. It's the ending. It's uh, if if you listen to the album, you're gonna see that the beginning it has a totally different vibe or at, at least atmosphere until the end. And innocent, it's in the end. It's everything is going great. All after all this struggle, all this darkness, we reach the light, and all of us together uh, unite. We're heading to the new era, to the new age. Uh, that's the point of the album, and that's the one reason we picked this song, because it, it's the most positive and shows where we want to lead as humankind, you know. Uh, also, it's kind of the most radio-friendly, because it's probably the only song, not probably, it's the only song that it's under five minutes. Of the rest, it's eight, nine minutes, ten. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's fu- it, 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 it's funny how that all came together too. I mean, being able to choose uh, the most positive song as a, a video single, and also the fact that it is uh, in the right time frame as well too. I mean, it's great to see uh, all that coming together and just having it fit that single form. Also, the moment was right, you know, and with all all those troubles, all the struggling in the earth and all over. All the countries, you know, with the immigrants, with the racism, with all this stuff, it felt the right moment to push this song and spread the message of unity, all of us together. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with that, and uh, that is a message that we need to hear in these days, because uh, especially with what's going on right now, we don't know what's going to happen on the other side. I mean, we're going through something that hasn't happened in such a long time, uh, dealing with what's going on in the world right now, and that idea of unity and being able to stick with each other and just uh, be there for one another is such an important thing to have right now. It is. Let's take these days as an opportunity, you know, to rethink. It's... Uh, it's very clear, it's more clear now than ever that we are totally united. Even if we want to, even if we don't want to, we are united in this universe, in this planet. Uh, we are connected. So we have to embrace this uh, this thing and move forward, you know, spread good things about it. Not only, for example, uh, now we have a situation with the virus. It can clearly shows that one's actions affects all of us. Let's take this as a good lesson, you know, and spread love instead. Love can spread so easily as, as a virus among us. That's my opinion. That's my way of thinking. That's how I see things, you know. 
We are connected. Ask any sound scientist in the world. He's going to say that we are connected. There's no space between me and you. You might live in the States, I might live in Greece, but it doesn't even matter. My actions affect you, you know. And the opposite. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more. And that that is such a great message and a uh, feeling to have. And in, if more people would have feelings like that, it would be so much easier to be able to get through things like this. I couldn't agree more. I agree more. Yes, that is true. The more, the more people are feeling like this and spreading these vibes, spreading love, spreading kindness, spreading compassion to, to each other, it's going to spread like... The perfect virus, you know, it's gonna spread all over the world. That's that's what I hope one day. I'm gonna reach to that point. That's the, the message of the album, also. That's the new age you're gonna come. That's the new age I imagine. Oh. Of oh. unity, of love, compassion. Oh, I I love hearing that. And in in speaking of that as well too, you know. I really love the album cover that's going along with this as well, too. I mean, I just, I love the use of colors and the shading that's going on with it, and it really does feel like it matches the album so well. How did that come together to use that as the album cover? Uh, first of all, I have to mention the artist. Uh, it's Fotis Bartis. It's very difficult anyway. I had to. Uh... He's, uh, he's, he does woodcuts. He's an artist with an old, old, old school style, you know, proper. He has a wood and he nails it. Uh, we were talking with this guy. He's a friend of mine. He's a very good artist. And we were talking about this more than two years. I was explaining him the story, the concept, uh, how I imagine uh, the character, the, how I imagine the artwork, and he totally get it. Um, he made this piece of art that's for me. It's, it's amazing. It represents the album amazingly has a lot of symbolism also in there uh, he studied a lot his style also it's the uh, i don't know if you are aware about byzantium uh, art they used to make uh, this for to represent jesus christ and all the saints of the orthodox church back in the days it's more than a thousand year technique and this technique has a lot of focus and it's very important every detail the way you have your your eyes, your hands, your the body posture, you know, everything is important and has a reason to be there. And every symbol, everything has a reason. And it's, for me also, I, lo- I love the artwork a lot. The, the album cover is amazing. He did a great job. Oh, definitely. And it's, it's great to th- hear that so much thought and detail went into it as well. You know, just uh, knowing the backstory of it and what it represents. And it really shines through for that reason. That is true. That is true. Um, I said to you before that uh, this album, we're working on it more than 10 years. So we have to focus on every detail. I wanted this album to be perfect. Uh, and at least I'm going to say to myself after years that I did my best. I didn't let anything to chance, you know, kind of. I, I focus on every detail from the album cover to every single word from the lyrics, to every single note and everything. Everything has a reason for me. Nothing is totally random. 
Oh, and it's it's great oh. to see that that much detail went into it as well, too. I mean, really making this concept the best that it can fully be, and it really did turn out the best because of that. I mean, there's so much variation that's going on there. The concept just uh, fits so perfectly with everything that's going on, and, you know, just uh, being able to see this all fleshed out into a full album that just flows together so naturally in this concept. It, it was just like, from start to finish, this is such a great listen and such a great album to enjoy, and I'm glad to see that it did turn out the way that it did. Thank you very much, brother. Thank you. Oh, not a problem. I have nothing to say. I'm, I'm really glad. I'm really glad. Oh, oh not a problem at all. So, uh, even though uh, uh, the state of the world right now, we don't really know what's going to be uh, happening and just trying to get uh, through all this, is there anything that's in the works for, like, after the release of this album? Is there, like, uh, anything that's coming next? We're supposed to have a European tour, a big one, in April and May, but unfortunately, it cannot happen. It's postponed in the best-case scenario. We're going to reschedule it for October, November. And which is a bummer, you know, we were very excited about this, just in time to do it, but unfortunately, we cannot do it. Uh, our main goal for the next couple of years is to tour a lot, you know, to play, because we live and breathe to play music, to play live. And we want to travel all around the world, hopefully we're going to come to the States one day. Uh, that's the main goal. We have some songs, we're working also, we're taking this time as an opportunity to work in a, uh, with new songs. Uh, but at the moment, I want to enjoy this, you know, I want to spread the music and the message of the album all around the world. Hopefully we're going to play all around the world. That's my plan. That's my goal, at least. Uh-huh. We're looking forward. Yeah, and I really hope that happens as well, too, especially with uh, coming over here to the States. I mean, as much as I enjoy listening to the album, I just I can't wait to be able to hear this in the live setting with these songs, because these songs feel like uh, it, it would, it would uh, transition so well into that live setting. It'd be so exciting to hear that. Hopefully we're going to do it. Uh, I think if, you see, if anyone sees this album perform live, it's going to be better. It is better for me oh. um, because also we use in Greece. We have the ability to do this because we have a lot of listeners and supporters. Uh, and we are very glad and blessed about it. We, in the last, in our last gig, for example, in Athens, we had more than seven thousand people, and uh, that gave us the ability to have more money from the tickets. So the full show was with ten people on stage with eight. Eight, uh, I don't know, seven, eighty square meters of video wall. We have some visuals. The whole show it's, it's something different. You have to you have to see this. Uh, it's not so easy to travel abroad with this. Also in Europe, because you need a lot of attendance, which we don't have yet. <laughs> Hopefully, one day we're gonna do this also. But uh, even without the video wall. Uh, and live, it's always a different experience, and we love to play live. We're a live band, we're not a studio band. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just saying that uh, it, it's great to see everything turning out the way that it has, and until you get to play the album in that live setting, it's great to be able to enjoy the album, and everyone else that's going to be able to enjoy the album the 3rd of April through Napalm Records. I love this album from start to finish, and it's great to see the way that it turned out the way that it has, conceptually and visually, and uh, I'm just uh, wishing nothing but the best for you guys, because this is an amazing album that deserves to be heard by as many people as possible and i really hope that, that happens for you as well too because it's so worthy of that thank you brother again thank you very much you're very kind oh no thank you i'm really glad seriously uh, that's the most amazing thing you know i live in greece you live in the states and i play music and you you get everything from this album and that's amazing that's a wonder of the world that's a wonder it, it really <laughs> is it, it, thank you very much Oh, oh, not a problem. And uh, yeah, it's uh, been so great to be able to talk to you about everything that's going on right now. And of course, uh, the new album, Age of Aquarius, which is coming out April 3rd through Napalm Records. I appreciate you taking the time to be able to talk to me about everything that's going on right now. So much to look forward to in the future. And until then, this amazing concept album and being able to enjoy everything that goes along with it. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Really, it's a pleasure. Even if I'm busy or whatever, it doesn't matter. This is this is a joy, you know. This is this is joy, definitely. It's a place to speak with people, you know. Especially about something I do for my music, for example. So don't mention it. It's really a pleasure.
welcome back to the show you just got done here in Villagers of Ionia City with For the Innocent, off the 2020 album Age of Aquarius, which is available now through Napalm Records. And before that was my interview with Alex of Villagers of Ionia City. And we're just about done with the show this week. I have one more set before it forged towards the sunset. Let's kick right into it with some brand new Catatonia. Off the 2020 album City Burials, this is Catatonia with the song The Winter of Our Passing. I navigate the dark, I bow before the flame I have deserted. Step off the map and let it go, then focus on the fate. This is Tom G. Warrior, formerly of Hellhammer Celtic Frost, now Triptychon, and you're listening to That Drummer Guy.
And welcome to the end of the show. You just got done here in the band Together to the Stars with Respire off the 2020 album As We Wither. And before that was Catatonia with The Winter of Our Passing off the 2020 album City Burials. And that does it for the show this week. Thank you so very much for tuning in and checking out my interviews with Vader, Croesus, Bombs of Hades, and Villagers of Ionia City. Make sure to tune in next week for two hours of the best in heavy music today. Go to thatdrummerguy.com for all of your drummer guy needs, including almost 700 interviews from myself. A link to my Spotify playlist for the 2020 Song of the Day. Links to all my written work, where to hear that drummer guy, and so much more. And of course, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And until next week, this is That Drummer Guy saying, see ya. This has been my show as That Drummer Guy. Tune in next week for another two hours of the best in heavy music today. Check out the show on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Spreaker, Spotify, and TuneIn. For music submission, interview submission, or any other information for that drummer guy, email that drummer guy at that one drummer guy at gmail.com or that drummer guy PR at gmail.com. Make sure to follow that drummer guy on social media. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, thatdrummerguy.com for all your drummer guy needs. Intro and outro music is provided by Clock Kicker. Support Clock Kicker at clockkickermusic.bandcamp.com. That Drummer Guy is a creation of Josh Rock Quest. Any other use of that drummer guy without consent is prohibited. All rights reserved. Until next time. Hang in there, stay positive. It's worth the fight. <laughs>